welcome to the Chew Club podcast number five with Andrew Combs. Andrew is an exceptional songwriter based in Nashville and has just released his third album, Canyons of My Mind. Andrew uses songwriting as a platform to experiment and explore, whether it's with the instruments, textures, arrangements on his record or lyrical content such as environmentalism or dystopic futures. I was lucky enough to catch up with Andrew before his Oxford gig to talk about Canyons of My Mind and how he goes about songwriting. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Thank you very much for coming coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And um, I just thought I'd start it off by asking what everyone is thinking. That sax solo on the first song on uh, Heart of Wonder. How did that come about? Um... It just felt right. Uh, I've always been kind of a fan of like bombastic instruments, just kind of going nuts, uh, especially horns. Um, we also had a, a flute, kind of similar uh, situation, a so- yeah. solo with a flute on Bourgeois King. So, um, yeah, no, it just felt right. I wanted to try some stuff out with this new record. So that was one of the things. Yeah, I think like from the the first album, kind of very much set like a, uh, your kind of songwriting and like here's Andrew Combs and um, really solidified that like songwriting element. Uh-huh. And then you kind of on the second album changed stuff around. We're a bit more bombastic, as you mm. say. The third album just chases that again. And it's really kind of exciting to to kind of meet you, um, like to see you the first gig I saw of you and um, on the second album tour. Yeah, and then see that just go even more. Yeah, it. I, you know, I I get very bored with uh, music and and art in general, and so I just try and it's it's re- literally me trying to keep my brain interested, you yeah, know. Yeah. And and I I don't ever want to make the same record twice. I can't stand it when artists do that. So yeah, yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Stay on the non-safe side, like. Yeah, yeah. What's the, I mean. What's so fun about that? Oh, yeah, and did you, when you were kind of writing the songs, do you sit with an acoustic guitar and just kind of mess around and stuff and think, you know, there might be an instrument here like sax, or do you kind of write the bare bones and and kind of go into a studio or with a band and go, let's try some stuff? Uh, both. Yeah. yeah. Like with Bourgeois King, I remember writing. I, I'm not like a a theory guy when it comes to music and. I'm only really somewhat proficient at the acoustic or at guitar in general, Uh, you know, a little bit of piano. But I remember with that song, like I actually wrote a lot of parts just singing them, you know, and and so my work tape is a lot lot of vocals, Yeah. uh, singing the piano part and singing some bass parts. But uh, a lot of times I do like, to just collaborate in the studio mm. whether it's me in the band or me in the band and and the producers or or, or whatever but yeah. yeah and when you're getting those kind of notes down those rough sketches like um a lot of people seem to use like their phone these days do mm. you what's your kind of method what do you, what do you well go i i'm i'm looking right now for task cam like eight track or something i think mm. that would be fun because i'm tired of looking at a screen yeah i don't do pro tools or anything like that uh i just usually yeah I record ideas on my phone and then um garage band like i have a little blue mic that yeah. i can record on the garage band with and 
kind of stack stuff. Um, but it's funny because when I first got into music, I, I was really into electronic music. Yeah. I, and it was, you know, when I was in late middle school, early high school, so, you know, probably like 14 or 15, and I was totally into, rec- I mean, that's all I did was record in my bedroom, and I had I had Cubase, and yeah. it was Acid Pro at the time. And uh, Which Cubase were you on? I, think I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. But uh, good test of the. History. It's funny, like I, once I moved to Nashville, and you know, I I just kind of threw all that out the window. I did not want to even learn how to be, you know, uh, a studio rat. But now I'm kind of wishing I would get back into it, and that's why I think I want to get a Tascam. And yeah, they're getting expensive now because of the whole kind of a hipster thing to have yeah 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 but um i think it'd be cool to have just so just so you're not staring at that screen all day all day long i mean my i start to get a headache and stuff it's yeah. just not fun and with going to the kind of electronic side mm-hmm. um were you kind of producing your own like quite a lot of your own stuff and was it the more mellow atmospheric were you going like for the dance hits no it was like the mellow atmospheric stuff i'd say my favorite which he is he's now more uh, I guess a, a bit more dancey, but but then um, was more atmospheric and kind of chilled out. But uh, was Fortet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really liked him, and you know, I think I got into electronic music because of Radiohead, and so I started with Radiohead with their album Amnesiac, and kind of worked backwards. That like was it. that's where I got into them, and so from there I found out about Aphex Twin and you know all that Square Pusher and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So. Yeah, I was really into it for a while, and I still have a huge appreciation for electronic music, but I just haven't really dabbled in it, and nothing has um, hit me as of late, but then again, I haven't been searching for it. Yeah, so. that's kind of a good way to be, I think, kind of let yeah, maybe. it wash over you and stuff sometimes. Mm. I think um, like maybe Fortet and some some of the stuff like that and um, Aphex Swin, there's some complexities in, in the arrangements that I feel maybe... May may have made their way into some of the songs that you have because there's definitely some kind of you know it's abstract from just normal kind of country or Americana yeah. or whatever and yeah. that's quite an interesting thread. Yeah. Well, again, I get really bored with the uh, sort of template yeah. for Americana or folk or country songs. It's, yeah. I call it genericana. Yeah, yeah. You know, or blah Americana, but. Yeah, I just like I said, just trying to keep it keep it interesting. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome, and that's interesting to then uh, be on the bill, country to country, playing thousands. Was it like ten thousand people in that yeah. in that room? Yeah, that's tell cool. me about it. I mean, that was like so. I, it was great, and not nothing against country country to country or anything, but that was out of left field yeah. uh, when they asked me to do that, and. Um, I was grateful to be there and play for so many people, but I don't know if that's going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing to put on the you yeah know, yeah photo on the mantle. That's right. <laughs> that's cool. And so you moved to Nashville um, after writing and producing kind of electronic music, and then the acoustic guitar kind of came in from. Being well, forced. I guess it, no. I guess I had gotten into. I, I fell in love with the idea of like the craft of songwriting, yeah. you know, and lyrics were always very important to me, even in the electronic 
days, you know, I, I, I was still, you know, that was still something that was interesting me, interesting to me. I don't know if I was tapping into it when I was making music, but it definitely was there in the back of my mind. And I, when I was like a senior or something in high school, I had a few friends who were really into, you know, Towns Van Zandt and mm. Guy Clark and the likes of those guys. And I remember hearing, uh, a Guy Clark song called Let Him Roll. Mm. And it blew me away because it was, you know, it was three and a half minutes, but it probably would take anyone else an hour to tell that story. And it was yeah. just a guy on a guitar. And I thought that was so cool. And and it seemed so not easy to write those songs, but easy to, to start doing that. It wasn't like you had to lug around a laptop or, yeah. you know, a bunch of gear. Like you just had to have a guitar and some good songs. So that's where that started and, and I and I kinda dived in dived down this rabbit hole of, of just researching through magazines and books and the internet was just getting going then. So uh, you know, finding out about, you know, Chris Christopherson which led me to Mickey Newberry, which led me to Harlan Howard and that was a whole eye opening experience too because those three guys wrote for publishing companies and um you know with the exception of chris and mickey you know they were an artist but harlan mm. was strictly a songwriter yeah and i was it just blew my mind that someone could go to nashville and just write songs you yeah, never had yeah. to play out you just wrote songs day in day out and that sounded so cool to me now i got there and the game has changed a lot you know yeah. um but and i, I figured figured out Within a couple of years, I got a publishing deal, but then I figured out if I want to write the songs that I want to write, um, mm. I'm probably going to have to sing them myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And was that... So you, you thought it would be really good to be able to kind of pursue a songwriting thing. But yeah. was there ever a moment when you had like a epiphany of like, this is what I want to do? Or did, was it always kind of a seam and you were doing, you know, perhaps other jobs on the side that were you know, filling in the gaps, you know, making sure you can... Yeah, I mean, I, ha I had jobs. Almost all of them were um, restaurant industry, service industry stuff, kitchens, or... Yeah. Did a, I did a few, like, uh, construction jobs, but, um, yeah, I mean, that, that helped me pay the bills. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's kind of, you know, besides... Uh, fishing you know it's kind of the only thing i know how to do uh decently so and i love it you know sometimes it's super frustrating and and sometimes the travel can wear you down and whatnot but mm. at the end of the day nothing feels as good as you know coming away with a song that is that you feel is really powerful you know and is that the kind of real euphoric moment of finding that song like wrestling with it for like a while maybe it's yeah maybe it's an hour for you maybe it's like a month but then going yeah. i got it you know yeah i mean that's the true joy of it all i i i um you know i'm not i'm not i'm not like an entertainer you know i don't get off on you know interacting with a crowd I, you know some nights it's better than others and i of course enjoy it and, and love love my fans and everything but you know i don't walk out on stage like a lot of people do and just like relish in yeah, the yeah. lights on me and everything like that it's not my thing my 
the reason why I'm in this business is for the writing and, and, mm. and the recording, and that's because I get to let loose and 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 uh, you know try different things and be creative. And but yeah, when it comes to songs, and and I and I am a firm believer behind all the recording uh, wizardry and everything that can make a record sound cool. The song ha- song has to be has to be good, mm. and so. Yeah, like you were saying, sometimes it takes months, sometimes years, and then sometimes, you know, it just you'll vomit out a, a song in, in 30, 45 minutes. And th- those are usually, like, my favorite. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think most songwriters would agree, you know, the ones that come easy, it's like a gift from God or something, or the, the muse is just in the room at the right time kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's right. Know? I always find it's when you're not you haven't got any time so you've got mm. to when i've got to go to work interesting i've been late for work so many i hope my boss doesn't hear this but i've been wait, late for work because yeah. i've been like this you know whatever like it's yeah. something i'm really proud of yeah. i guess yeah yeah you have to i mean townsman Sand said that he's, you have to be willing to throw everything aside now he took it to an extreme with his yeah. <laughs> family and his health and everything yeah. like that but no you really do you have to be willing to uh let the let the muse speak when it wants to speak yeah that's it and do you kind of believe in like writer's block as a thing i've heard quite a few like before starting this podcast one of the reasons for doing it was realizing some of my favorite songwriters have very different ideas about um writer's block if you just need to power through it Mm -hmm. um if it's like i think jason isbell said um which is my favorite one um it's your this is paraphrasing, but it's when your abilities don't match what you want them to be. So you can't, you're like trying to get something, but you're like, I'm not happy with this. And that's the kind of block of hmm. like not being able to pursue. But do you, yeah. do you ever have that? I mean, I, I guess I've had what, what, what would be considered writer's block. But I, I've always just tried to focus my energy on other things when, when I feel stagnant. Mm. And I think of like writer's block is I can't put words to music. I can always I feel like I can always make some sort of music. Mm. I love cre- just creating melodies or whatnot. Um but you know, I've started painting oh, cool. and so like if I get stuck or if I just you know, I, my wife would agree on this like when I'm not productive, I'm very unhappy. Yeah. And yeah. I'm and I'm not nice to be around. And so I started painting just because when when I am writing and nothing's flowing, you know, I I, I try not to get down about it. And and sometimes you, the best way to get over a writer's block is is to just write about the writer's block. Yeah. Um. I should try that one. <laughs> yeah, that one's good, which has worked before. But I I just started trying to paint, or for a while I threw darts, you know, just like something to take your mind off of it. Yeah. Painting is nice because it's still a creative outlet, so I still feel like I'm being productive. You yeah, know. Yeah. Darts was a little worse because you were going to a bar and drinking yeah. a bunch of beer and throwing darts. And you got to go there to come back, right? What's that? You got to go there to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But um, yeah, I, I just try and focus or or like learning more about guitar. Like like mm. I said, you know, I would consider myself like a decent rhythm guitar mm. player. You know, and lately I've been trying to just branch out in terms of what i'm playing and 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 add some add some uh different things to my repertoire 
Yeah, and straying over to the electric side a bit more as well. Yeah, That's yeah. Fuzz? Am I hearing fuzz as well on the record? Yeah, probably the... Not me, but the lead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just getting some more textures in there. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Playing around with it. That's cool. You know, um, you mentioned Radiohead. Mm. Do you know the song uh, Creep? Yeah. The video was shot like four doors down, five doors mm. down, because they're obviously from, oh, really? from Oxford and stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow, cool. They're very present in the city. Yeah, I knew they were from here. Uh, yeah, still still living here. Like when they went um, when they went silent and took everything offline uh-huh. before their last album, I saw uh, the bassist uh, on a cycle ride with his daughter. I was like, I, f- I found them. I found Radio. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's great, man. And with the, the new album... Um, I've, I've kind of read a little bit and and um, obviously listened to it a lot, but mm. um, it seems very current to your thinking. Like I, I read that you'd uh, gone on your honeymoon for six weeks into uh-huh. the wilderness, uh-huh. um, and that seems to shine through and stuff. Is yeah. is it kind of like a oh you know when you're away and you're like I might get something good out of this and mm. you know like some inspiration like that, or is it just kind of what's flowing out and this is like this is what I'm happy with this you know. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I guess I always, I go into the studio to make a record when I feel like I have, you know, 12 to 15 songs that I'm happy with. Uh, but I just think, uh, you might have read this in, in some of the press stuff, but it's, I don't know, I turned 30 this year, I got married, we bought a house, I'm about to have a kid. It's like, it's, and and all, and most of that stuff happened post making this record but i just feel like as i've grown older there's more and more responsibilities that are weighing on me and yeah more and more things that i need to think about and 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 i've come to the point in my life where every everybody else around me is more important than me myself you know so it's like with with the world being in such a strange place it's it's weighing kind of heavy on my conscience and it's yeah just write what you know you know that's what they say and and that's that's how it came out i don't know that's amazing (laughs) but interestingly i turned 30 this year as well oh yeah um so happy birthday happy happy congratulations on the milestone thanks um and rihanna is a year younger than us just remember Um, yeah, I think like yeah, the new album like sonically and lyrically just seems to really hit that, but in a really honest way. Where although it seems very personal to you, and obviously you know not asking too much, but um, it's very personal, but engaging. Like you're bringing along people with that record as well. Like well, that's is, good. Is that an intention at all, or is it just like this is hey, this is me. That's it. Like full stop. Yeah, I think it's just. I, I don't I don't think I don't you know people have kind of asked me that question in, in a in a few different uh, forms but uh, no I wasn't conscious of it it's yeah. just literally what was on my mind yeah mm. that's cool man and um, yeah the dystopic future is that something you're gonna be continuing or? probably if we keep it up yeah <laughs> I find I found like a little bit was perhaps like um. The golden age syndrome, like, are we, like, dirty rain, um, kind of like, are we, it's kind of quite present looking back as well as futuristic looking to the, to mm-hmm. the near future, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. With Dirty Rain, you know, that's kind of turned into a whole different thing with press. Yeah. I, I spend a lot of time outside, you know. Yeah. And I'm always just kind of appalled at how we treat our planet. And, yeah. Um, you know, the... It, it's just it's 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 especially having a child coming coming along i mean it's hard to stomach uh just what they're gonna grow up with mm. um uh, and what their kids are gonna grow up with if we're even around by then you know i don't, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> not to get too negative yeah and does like when you're out in the kind of the wilderness does the parallels like is that when you get kind of sad at it or when you come back uh, that's a good question. Um, probably when I come back, but it's all making me aware, more and more aware of it when I'm out there. I'm sure. Yeah, you know. yeah. But that's cool. And um, are you kind of do you set time aside like so? From you've got the uh, the last record mm-hmm. um, and touring it at the moment and i'm sure that will go on for a while have, have you are you kind of picking up all these little kind of stories along the way and ideas inspirations bands that you're listening to or um are you kind of constantly just thinking? yeah definitely i mean being on the road um i have a really hard time writing mm. i pretty much have forgotten about even trying to do that but mm. um i gather ideas i'm constantly jotting stuff down even melodies, but a lot of lyrics. And, uh, yeah, it all kind of culminates when I get back home Mm. and usually comes out in something. And it usually takes me, you know, I need a good two, three weeks off. I can't just, like, go home for a week and get right back into writing. You know, I need need at least a week to decompress. And um, That's when the fishing comes in. Yeah, I do a lot of fishing and hiking around and I'm going to be off some when the baby comes at the end of summer and then I'll be back, you know, I'll be back on it in the fall for sure. I mean, this is what I do, you know, everyone keeps asking, you know, is this the end of touring for you? I'm like, well, I hope not. I mean, this is, this is, this is my living. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I caught up, um, I just uh, met um, Sam Outlaw, who was in a similar Mm-hmm. A position he played over again a radiohead reference yeah. at the venue that i think they got signed at or something just over the other side of town but huh. um yeah he seems to be juggling the child yeah he's got a new well not new. as new but fairly new baby yeah i don't know sam well but um, yeah yeah keep up a little bit and there seems to be like quite a fascination in the uk at the moment with americana or country or yeah. kind of like well maybe like songwriters that have kind of you know have the acoustic guitar i don't know it's yeah. hard to pigeonhole it but um ameripolitan i've heard as well yeah. from a friend ags Connolly, who's a really great uk uh-huh. um uh yeah singer songwriter but they're like to have one huge gig like country to country and then like it seems to have done really well for pulling lots of bands over for mm-hmm. little amounts of time like i kind of hadn't seen much americana growing up i was very much into grunge and yeah, you know, yeah. The, yeah. that kind of thing but um it's just really interesting that there's a big steady flow and Mike Trotman who's put in tonight on as well yeah. he just seems to be lapping up Margot Price he's had in mm-hmm. the last couple of months and things mm-hmm. but like I find it hard to gauge like the, that level of what's going on in America if it's just like 
a continuation or if it's just oh, like hot right now in the UK <laughs> or I don't know. I think it's hot everywhere. I mean, maybe a little bit more so here. I, I don't know if there's like a romantic kind of appeal about American bands coming over here, yeah. you know. Uh, I th- there must be, uh, especially from the older folks in the crowd yeah yeah you know like hearkening back to a day that they kind of remember and, yeah. and whatnot but i think it's i mean it's definitely a thing in the states it's not as successful as it he- is here i don't yeah. think yeah, yeah i mean i with the exception of people like jason and margo who are doing really well everywhere yeah. i mean it i would i would beg to you know not beg to differ i would uh it would be strange if, like, Sam Outlaw said he did better in the States or, mm. you know, I feel like a lot of us at our level are doing better overseas. Yeah. I mean, I know I am. Yeah. You know, it's, I can go to New York and have a good show because it's a big city, but, you know, the country's so big and, you know, like, if I roll into Cleveland, who knows what that show's going to be like. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's all over the place. That's really interesting to hear because I think like on levels and stuff of gigs and stuff I, I just think it's quite it's interesting to see that it's disproportionate I guess mm-hmm. but I guess you know it's our little island over here we're doing our, mm-hmm. <laughs> doing our best to bring it um that's really cool and um are you playing much in Nashville at the moment itself like playing I have a release piece? show at at in May uh the 26th of this month and um no I mean I try and stagger it it's like there's a fine line between playing too much and playing too little in Nashville because there's so much going yeah. on and, you know, unless you have, like, something interesting, you know, or are doing some sort of event, you know, yeah. where you're, it's like a curator kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think I try and play, you know, once or twice every few months, Yeah, yeah. you know, it's... Because if you if I play like if I was to play twice twice a month, well, you know, I feel like one of those shows probably would be less attended just because everyone figures they'll go to the next one. Yeah, keep it kind of. Mm-hmm. A, a f- but I don't know. Places. I mean, I haven't played in Nashville in a long time, so I guess I should take that all back. I, yeah. I don't know what it would be like now. It's really interesting. I went over to um, and saw the Grand Ole Opry and things, mm-hmm. and like it kind of felt. It was really, really interesting to see. Like, I really enjoyed it from a really touristy kind mm-hmm. of, like, point of view and doing all kind of down in the, the dingy clubs. With the, yeah. Um, I wish I'd kind of seen East Nashville a bit more, but I kind of, as somebody, like, you know, I try and write my own stuff, like, didn't get a sense of that as much. Is it like a, do you, do you have, is there kind of like the other side that meets up and just goes, Gah. You know, number one in the country charts award, like, and you mean like, is there a separation between that world and like what I do? Or? Like, yeah, but kind of. Do you have a kind of? Uh, do you meet up with a lot of musicians that are in your side of things and just? Yeah, I mean, we don't bitch about. See, the, the thing about the that's another. You know, overseas, everyone talks about East Nashville. Yeah. And yeah, East Nashville. I mean, I lived over there for a while. But there's talented people literally everywhere in Nashville. Yeah. I mean, some of the best writers are all over the place. They're not just in East Nashville. It was it was a hotbed of creativity because it was cheap. 
Yeah. And now it's not cheap anymore. So now people are moving away. That's why we moved. You know, we yeah. couldn't afford to buy a house over there. So that's always been funny to me. Like everyone asking, like, oh, you must live in East Nashville. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, I don't, you know. Yeah. But, uh, there, I mean, there's there's kind of a, di- a divide between, you know, my, you know, group of friends and, and like what people would consider, you know, music row country mm. or commercial country. But, I mean, a lot of those guys, a lot of them, you know, with all these dreams, I mean, half of those people on that record play with big country artists, too. Really? You know, everyone has to make a living. Yeah. I mean, Spencer from Steelism, Yeah, he's a... He plays Steel for Miranda Lambert, you know? Oh, yeah. And you gotta... I mean, that's an awesome gig for him. You yeah, know? yeah. He's doing great, and... Uh, the drummer on all these dreams has played with a bunch of people. I mean, it's all it's all over the place. You know, I, I, everyone's got to make a living at the end of the day. I don't I don't diss on any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I don't have to like it, but I'm not gonna tell someone else they're wrong for liking yeah, yeah. it. You know, I nearly went down the wedding band route a mm-hmm. couple of months ago, but kind of not for my own self, but for. Uh, one of the members of the band never made it to rehearsal and we had weddings booked and I was like, I don't want to be stood at the yeah, stage. But, that's tough. You yeah. can make a lot of money in the wedding gig world. Yeah, absolutely. But Seems I, tiring. I, I, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't. Um, that's amazing. And do, other than the UK and perhaps Ireland, like, is there any anywhere that is particularly well-receiving of your stuff? Yeah, all the Scandinavian countries are all really good and, and uh, as well as... Germany and yeah. Netherlands. Yeah, yeah, that's always been good. I haven't I haven't toured in uh, you know, France or I'd like mm. I'd love to do a Paris show at some point, but I haven't done any of the more southern uh cities of Europe. Yeah, you know, yeah. never done Italy. I've been there but never played music. Whereabouts did you go? I went to Florence and Rome. This is slightly off topic, but it's because I was looking at holiday over there. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was great. I, I loved Rome. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a long time ago. I went with my ex-girlfriend now, but yeah, we just backpacked around yeah, kind of yeah. thing. That's cool. And when you come out with, because um, there's a few kind of, you've got a very good stream of uh, like excellent lyrically, ly- you know, songs lyrically, and if there's kind of a good kind of pace to them or it feels really natural and stuff and then you've got a couple of smashes like um emily and um uh devil's got my woman mm. and fooling was the first mm-hmm. one that like i got into like when you've got those is there ever a decision that you feel like there's a strength to them and hopefully it'll kind of lead people or is it just this is still the integrity and like because they're uh, fooling is an amazing song to run to did you ever think of that no <laughs> i'm kidding but i but i i i just started running again i ran for a while and i yeah. just started running again that makes sense i i think i think the next record i mean this could like i could i could be totally wrong but uh i think the next record will even have more kind of up-tempo stuff now emily is a song that i actually find kind of annoying to play yeah. uh, these days. And Is that because how long ago just, you wrote it? Or? No, it's just kind of like, it's kind of cheesy to me, Yeah, you know? But people love it, you know? And it's a crowd interaction, like they can sing along and all that kind of Was stuff. Was it cheesy when you wrote it then? No. It was a no, smasher. I, I wanted like, <laughs> no, I wanted like a J.J. Kale, like chilled out oh, kind of, yeah. you know, vibe. Um, 
and live it always becomes louder um yeah. but yeah i, I don't know it's just they're just a, they're just another song to me yeah. you know uh i try and write a lot so just whatever comes out yeah yeah and do you do you have like a, a notebook of lots of different parts you're picking up things i know i've noticed a few artists are just like like collecting everything writing it down kind of putting it more as a collage piece yeah. and things or a box or i've started like- to do that more often i mean i like that idea and it's it's interesting uh when you're not trying to do like a story song or something but yeah i keep everything in my phone now i mean <laughs> i'm ashamed to say it i don't i don't write much down anymore it's compact man it's yeah compact. <laughs> it's right there it saves to the iCloud you know yeah. all that kind of stuff um but yeah, like in Dirty Rain, the 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 um, what usually happens for me is I'll write like ten songs, yeah. and usually the eleventh song is the best one, yeah. and it and it has taken from bits bits of of the other one. Okay, so you, you know, match them together, like well, just like every once in a while, like with Dirty Rain, what I was saying, the the bridge was actually a chorus to another song. Oh wow! And I just thought I was writing "Dirty Rain." I was like, "This needs something else." Yeah. So I threw that in there. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> Coming on the on the fucker. <laughs> so oh, okay. Dave, the tour manager, entered with some cowboy boots. <laughs> Are they your cowboy boots? In a wedding suit. In a wedding suit. Mm. Lovely stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Um. So like yeah, so you kind of were saying that you um, take different parts from other songs and stuff. Um, do you does that happen ever lyrically or is it just kind of a stream? Like do you is it very? Are they all very factual? Because just from I kind of feel like the I have to write factually. Like it has to be perfectly like chronological and or if I mess it around or something. Yeah. Um, but do you kind of pull different things and different ideas and think you see something like someone twiddling their wedding ring and being like oh i wonder if that means they're unhappy and you know uh-huh. kind of trying uh-huh. to say do you pull lots of ideas together or yeah i yeah. think so yeah that's i think cool. it's i think that's the best way to write, write yeah. songs in my opinion uh, yeah just constantly being open and like being a gatherer yeah you know i don't consider myself a poet i like consider myself just like uh just like a catcher of songs yeah, yeah. you know what i mean that's and, cool and uh it's it's a lot of work for me too you know like i mean i love it that's that's like i said earlier that's mm. the part i love but it takes a lot of time and a lot of brain power and um a lot of effort to get something that you're happy with and yeah yeah and where you are at the moment um with kind of like just like i think the albums are amazing like Mm. i really do um but uh, is it kind of uh are you looking forward what what's kind of the you just looking to make more records hope they go down and well received just keep that cracking on and painting as well yeah yeah um again you know i'm gonna i want to try something different next time Mm. around I i don't really know what that is yet but um it's an exciting time yeah i just I don't know if that's working with a different producer or mm. me producing it. And I don't know. 
But uh, the songs that I've been writing lately are definitely in a different vein. Mm. Um, You know, there's always a common thread between what someone does over the course of their career. But, um, yeah, who knows? And when you wrote that first album, did you think that you'd be writing a second? Or was it... Mm, I don't know what I was thinking. I was (laughs) just trying to get that damn record pressed and... You talking about Worried Man? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was like, I was a weird point in my life. I was, uh, I'd just broken up with this girl who mm. we were together for a long, long time, and I wasn't living anywhere, and I was, you know, it was month to month, mm. kind of like doing, paying for the songs that, for one month, do two songs, and yeah. go work for another month, do two more songs, that kind of thing. That's good. Well, I think the band wants to come back All into right. the room, so yeah. I think we should end it there. But yeah, right, thank cool. you very much, Andrew. Cheers, That's great. Jay. Thank you.